Well, hello there, everybody, to this very, 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 very special edition of the Frederick Playlist podcast. Why is it so special? Because I'm sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, Jordan Miller. I tried to come up with something else, <laughs> but that didn't work. How are you, Jordan? I'm great, man. Uh, thanks for having me in. I wanted to have you on. We, we talked the other day because you, are, um, you just got back from tour. Yes. And would you like to tell the people who you toured with? Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, it's a band from Baltimore called Exist. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys I've known for a while and some guys I've just got to meet recently. They're, uh, I guess at the core of it, it's death metal, but there's uh, everybody in the band is a jazz cat. So oh, <laughs> That's a, always how it goes. Yeah, so there's a lot of like uh, uh, interesting harmony and uh, more progressive jazz elements thrown in. So it's a lot of clean vocals as, as well as screaming. So it's, a, it's a definitely a different mix of metal it's not your typical meathead stuff you didn't play drums no okay it was actually someone brought up i think it was uh my other bandmate kenny brought up that the this is the first time i've stood on a stage Ah. in probably like eight years was it awkward no i didn't even really realize it was weird until i looked at pictures and i'm like wow i'm not behind a drum set that's odd (laughs) did you did you like get on top of the keyboard and like get on top of the kick drum and start dancing and jumping and no, 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 not too much. Were you like way laid back? How's the energy for you guys? Uh, it's definitely high energy. Um, we all have to do the power stances because you're in a metal band, so you gotta, you know, <laughs> look power. as intimidating as possible. Plus, I'm really tall, so the power stance helps me kind of look up appropriate height with everybody else. That's that's true. And the, I, yeah, think of you a riser. No, drums are on a riser a lot of the times, okay. which is always fun. What, were they intricate parts? Like the keyboard parts? Oh, everything with this band is really? super precise, and everything's highly composed out beforehand. So you had to be on point. It couldn't be like you could just, ah. There's a couple <laughs> points. <laughs> well, there are a couple parts where things are open. And uh, my other job besides keys and clean vocals was, like, some noise stuff and some transitional material. So we didn't use backing tracks for – we didn't talk we, the entire set. We don't say anything. So we, like uh... – uh, so there's no dead air either, and uh, so all the textural stuff in between songs are all created live instead of backing tracks. So that's either like with my voice or with a weird theremin thing I have to so some extra effects and stuff like that. Mm, it's like explosions in the sky. Hey, I love that band, <laughs> as you well know. <laughs> yes. Um, so you, I think there's a, a Frederick connection, right, to this band? You said that there's somebody in this band who's kind of like a really big deal that nobody knows about, really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he would never admit it. And he, uh, but he's like he's the biggest, super low-key. Yeah. Um, which I feel like I'm almost blowing up his spot. You oh, know, That's so. fine. That's okay. Nobody listens. It's oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so can I swear on this? What's the deal with um, it? We probably shouldn't. Probably but shouldn't. Okay. If, at least not um, severely swear. All right. So, like, but? But. Well, no. Well, you can. Eh. Jerk. Jerk. Yeah, jerk is probably a good way to. Are you going to call him a jerk? No, no. <laughs> he's not a jerk at all. I'm just, I'm just pushing my limits here. <laughs> no, um, so yeah, our, our the main guy who writes everything for Exist uh, is a guy named Max, and I've known him since high school. He's been playing around here forever, mm-hmm. uh, different groups, uh, all metal and stuff, and he's actually had Exist going for a long time. So this tour was the first time I had ever played with Exist, and the first mm-hmm. time my good friend Ashley, who played drums for them, had ever played with Exist. But also, this was the first show Exist had played in five years at all. Oh, and, and that's a tour? Yeah, that was a tour. They have not played a single show in five years. Wow, and then they can just get on the road. They must have had a hell of a reputation. Well, these guys are, like, they have a plan. They've got a big plan. So, yeah, they 
they take their time with everything. They've been working on this record. Mm-hmm. They got Hannes Grossman, the drummer from Necrophagist, to do all the drums on the record, mm-hmm. and Nolly from Periphery to do all the mixing and all that stuff. So they've had uh, a lot of good hands on the record, and Max has a lot of really good contacts with some other bands he's performed with. So it was sort of a labor of love for Max because this is his personal project and mm-hmm. was able to pretty much put everything he had into it. That's cool. How long? How many dates did you do? Uh, I think that was a 21 or 22 shows. Over uh, 20. Only only one day off. Wow, really? So you're out for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, how far away did you get? Uh, I guess the farthest was Oklahoma City um, or mm-hmm. somewhere. Is that farther than Texas? I think that's farther than Texas. Uh, no? I don't know. I think I always thought Texas is like the great unknown. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we hit Texas, so... You hit Texas? Yeah, we did three shows in Texas. Did you go to Austin? Yes, we did Austin. How was that? That was incredible. Actually, that was kind of an interesting story, because we were supposed to have... We weren't supposed to have an Austin show at all, Uh but we were lined up for a show in McAllen, Mm -hmm. which is on the southernmost border, like basically Mexico. Hot. Uh, Yeah, hot and far, so it would have been... (laughs) It would have been like an extra five hours driving from where we were, and... um, I guess something happened where that show canceled and we found out two days before and um, Kevin, the guitar player of Gorguts, the headlining band, um, mm-hmm. was able to make some calls and line up a show in Austin with two days to spare. Wow. And those guys in that venue were extremely accommodating and we ended up having an awesome show. The place was packed and it was kind of one of those like last minute secret show things. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. What's the hardest part? A lot of, I, I, there are people, a lot of people in bands who listen to this podcast around town. What's the hardest part about going on tour with with people, especially this is kind of different for you because it's not like you were really knowing these guys a ton beforehand. Right. So it's okay on some level. It's like right to the point where they might annoy you because you've known them for three weeks. You're home, so it's okay. But there are people who you've known for five years who you could tour with and instantly just bicker with all the time. Sure. How was this experience? This it was uh it was really positive. Like <laughs> it it's there's always this kind of weird like week-long period maybe less where everyone's humor hasn't fully come out you know Mm -hmm. everyone's still kind of like testing the waters and like what's too annoying for this person yeah Yeah. um but luckily we have one person in the band who just doesn't have that barrier so he just (laughs) he would throw everything at you and uh and it was honestly like not really hard to deal with (laughs) so i think everybody just kind of got along really well everyone in the band's a total weirdo, so that's perfect that's for me. Gotta have weirdos. Oh yeah, have well, to have we don't have any normal people. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> did you? So did you run into any problems though? Or was there any? Did the van break down? Did, no, um, we had a really nice rental van. Um, actually, that thing was great. Mm-hmm. It was like some green van. I mean, the, it wasn't actually green, but they call it the company's green van, and it's like yeah. a it took like fifty dollars to fill the whole thing up, and it ran for like wow five hundred miles or something. It was crazy. That's great. so. The van was actually awesome. Um, Did they give you rooms? Yeah, we had hotels. Wow. Um, everywhere? Everywhere. Wow. But that was actually one of the uh, one of the downfalls was they're not always nice hotels. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. So we had a, a scare with some bed bugs one night. Oh, no. You have <laughs> bed bugs right now. Yeah. No, I don't. Oh. I'm putting that... <laughs> Gonna stop that train hey, before Frederick, derails. Jordan has bed bugs. <laughs> That's the headline coming out of this. So the hotel had a. Pro- Do you want to name the hotel, or should we not name uh, it? You know what? Screw those guys, right? It was okay. a Motel Six. A Motel Six in, in like Florida, and we had okay. stayed with a lot of Motel Sixes, and they were all great. But uh, you know, I guess Florida, the technology is just not there. 
<laughs> to fight bad bugs. The technology. <laughs> they haven't figured that one just out. It's not there. It's like America's basement, so everything's very damp and dark. And so what happened? Uh, so we had gotten in there, and uh, we didn't roll into the hotel till maybe three thirty in the morning. Oof. And asleep by four. It's by, a young man's game. By like five fifteen, uh, one of us uh, gets woken up. Uh, our drummer had been bitten, and he had dealt with these things before, so he immediately knew what it was. He was like, "Everybody up." <laughs> We're like, get up. We like pull the sheets off. Sure enough, there they are. No kidding. It was disgusting. Um, How many, what does it look like? This is kind just, of grossing me out right yeah, now. Yeah, it's disgusting. These things are awful. Um, they just, they're like little. They almost look like ticks, but a l- little less fat. Uh-huh. Um, but about that size. Wow. They're not like super small. Some people think you can't really see them, but they're pretty obvious. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. So. By like 5.30 in the morning, all of us are in the parking lot in our underwear, checking ourselves like chimpanzees <laughs> for, uh, for bed bugs. We'd, we'd like designate one clean outfit that we all have, and okay. that was all we had for the next two days. Like We just bagged everything we had up into garbage bags and like just kept it quarantined until we were able to – luckily, our only day off was like two days after that. Wow. So we used our day off to do some crazy amounts of laundry and – yeah, That's but I I feel like we got pretty lucky. We got it really early. And I know everybody was super tired, and there was definitely this moment where everyone like looks at each other like, screw it, right? We should just sleep. Yeah. But no, I'm so glad we didn't because <laughs> it would have been horrible if we didn't. That's, that, is like, that, is a, uh, that is a fear of mine. I, I went to South by last year, not this past year, but the year before to follow Stitch, Stitch Early down there. Cool. And I stayed, I think it was a Motel 6. And... Mm-hmm. I it was a ratchety little place. I mean, and it was on the outskirts of Austin, and every night when I got back to my room, because you only really use the room to sleep, you're not sure. there at all. I, I was really nervous. I was way way nervous, like because like sometimes the bed wasn't made, so it's obvious nobody came, and uh, you're wondering. Uh, you just I don't know. Yeah, our, just... our sound guy on this tour, <coughs> um, our sound guy on this tour was traveling with the headlining band and he was meticulous about every hotel room he would just destroy looking looking for bed bugs and stuff and everyone was sort of making fun of him until this until i was like actually he's a genius yes he he wins tour yeah this is is why we only stay at motel sevens are better (laughs) so do you have any more plans to do anything with them uh yeah i mean there's nothing i can really discuss at the moment like but like uh there are some tours being planned i just don't know exactly what they will be or who they'll be with are you going to be like a full-time member of the band now um probably more like a like what i was here which is like a hired gun uh which is just for the road kind of stuff i don't know if i'll be involved in albums coming up or not that's cool so you are saying there will be albums oh (laughs) there they just put out an album and these guys are already like writing the next one wow Wow. Well, I mean, that that's a perfect segue, though, into all the other many things you do uh, around town. People might know you best from Time Columns. They might also know you from Lost Keys. And now it's Luna and the Lost Keys. That's right. So I wanted to get uh, your take. You can take whichever band you want first, wh- what the statuses are for each band. I know Time Columns are readying a an album right now. I don't know where that is along in the process. Maybe you can tell. Yeah, I guess starting there would be good because we're time columns is more in like still in our hibernation state right now mm-hmm. where we've been for a while. But it's so beautiful out. I know. <laughs> yeah, we've seen a lot of summers come and go in our hibernation state. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, we've been working on another full length for for a couple years at least here, 
And but I mean, it's substantial. It's well over an hour's worth of music. It's mm-hmm. like eleven tracks, which I think our last full length had seven. Um, mm. So it's that's one of the reasons it's been taking so long. Is it's it's dense. So there's a lot of stuff going on, and we've been taking our time writing it and recording it. And I'm actually just now. We're deciding to put lyrics on more songs than there have been, where it's a primarily instrumental album. So mm-hmm. I'm like in the process of writing vocals for a couple of the additional songs. Yeah, so you, you're you the vocalist for Time Columns, too. You also play the drums. Yes. What's your position on drummers who sing? Oh, well, obviously I'm for it. <laughs> I I'm know. pro. I know you're pro that. <laughs> Not anti. I've had such a problem with that my whole, my whole life. I don't know what it is. Well, it's... Um, there's nothing gl- gl- like glamorous about it, you know. It's like there. It takes the whole, like, fun front man yeah. singer thing, like, out of the equation entirely. It's very true. It is. How's your songwriting process? Do you write the lyrics after the music's done? Yes. There? Yeah. There's a couple songs when we write it that, as we're writing it, it's clear to us that there's like room for vocals there, and we leave like the melodic element sort of out, knowing that vocals will be that mm-hmm. later. And then there are some songs we just write without that consideration at all. And then in the productions phase, we realized that we left accidentally left room for like this primary melodic element. And we used that vocals to take that. Mm-hmm. How long have you been together? Time columns. Yeah. I, I Even guess 2009. You, that when it was just you and Kenny. Yeah. Okay. I joined up with Kenny, I guess in 2010, but I think the band began okay. in like 2008 or nine. Okay. Uh, how how did you end up getting I mean, you guys have been together for so long we actually yeah. did a podcast double motorcycle did a podcast with somebody recently and i talked extensively about you guys because i was saying how much i liked you and you didn't even pay me but pay you, you pay me for saying that i like you oh. but, uh, <laughs> no but i i was wondering how you guys got together and it's been seven years now that you've been in the band. Cause yeah. some, I think the question that we were asked is like, how do you not break up or something or how do you stay a band for so long? And the answer I gave was you just don't break up. And that, <laughs> cause it's like you, you not guys, breaking up's a great way to stay a band. Of course. Well, it's, and it's I the think, only way. Yeah. It's really the only way, but if you don't break up, uh, good things can kind of come, you know? I mean, I think that kind of happens, especially in local music, not just in Frederick, but everywhere bands really get at it hard for six months or a year and then they get sick of each other they feel like they've hit a wall and they can't take it forward so they just stop but if you keep going Mm -hmm. good things may come what's your position on that oh yeah i think patience is the name of the game like grinding and patience because uh yeah we we're definitely not guys to rush anything (laughs) clearly (laughs) you've been working on this album for years now i know but uh (laughs) but i mean we're we're seriously goal-oriented people Mm -hmm. so this has been our goal for a long, long time. Like, so it's really not even a question of quitting or not. Mm-hmm. Like, it's niche music already. It's progressive, yeah. vaguely experimental, mm-hmm. post rock stuff. So it's like music that we're extremely passionate about, and so niche that it's there's kind of no question whether we're going to make it or not because it's mm-hmm. just sort of a need <laughs> more than like just something we have fun doing. So. There's just no plans to stop. Were you and Kenny friends before you got in the band? Oh, yeah. So why didn't he come to you first to be in the band? Well, I was uh, in college at the time. Okay. And I had my own band called TV Babysitter, which was like a sci-fi weird rock band with like lots of noise and stuff. <laughs> it was, it, I don't know what that means. It, sounds it doesn't like- matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll go on. Um, Where did you go to college? Is- uh, I went to Muhlenberg College. It's up in the Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But we did a tour, 
and time columns opened for us on the tour, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like an East Coast thing, I guess. And shortly after that tour, time columns drummer left, and we all graduated college and kind of went our different ways. A lot of them went to Boston. So I was sitting without a band, and Kenny was sitting without a drummer. And we're like, well, this makes sense. We both love this music. Let's just do it. What happened to the other drummer? Does anybody know? Oh, yeah. We, we actually still talk to him. Oh, yeah. Good. He's still good. he's still around. He does a lot of uh, electronic music. Oh, cool. EDM and a lot of production. Hmm. So then you, that this was in 2010. Yeah. And you guys, you have a, a record that, well, when did Stefan come into the mix? Uh, I guess that's probably at least three years ago, two or three years ago. How long did you go without a bass player before you thought we need a bass player? Oh, too long. Just, oh, <laughs> too don't, long. Don't tell me that. No, I mean, we, uh, <laughs> we, we did the two-piece thing, which was stressful. Kenny and I were all about the less cooks in the kitchen thing. So uh-huh. I, I was playing drums, and I had a looper, and I had like keyboards and all this effects next to my drums that I would have to use, and mm-hmm. Kenny had a keyboard and five million pedals and a looper and all this extra stuff. And we would just create it all on stage with like tons of loops and bass would be taken over by either a guitar with an octave or a low octave synthesizer Mm -hmm. that we would loop. And it was just at one, eventually it stopped being fun and creative and it started being us fighting technology all the time. (laughs) And that just took a lot of the, the soul out of it. So eventually we're like, why don't we just be normal and get, a bass player. So, well, let's let's just say hypothetically that you were in a band that has an EP out that has seven <laughs> songs on it, and each song's like two minutes, and it's kind of dancey and it's sure. kind of rocky. Sure. And uh, you know, you just like to go sweat and play twenty-minute sets at places. Right. Do you think you need a bass player for that, or could you get away with electronics? You could probably get it. <laughs> I mean, you can always get away with. Something. You said you hated it, though. You no, know. I hated being a part of it because I just couldn't. It was. You couldn't just play drums. I had to like yeah. think about and balance like three different instruments in one. Yeah. And so did Kenny. So, and there's like five million cables and only two of us to set up. <laughs> so there's no road crew. There's nobody to help. It's just all on us. And then if a cable breaks and we can't play, we all look like jerks. Oh, yeah. See, fair. that's where jerks comes in. I jerks, got to use yeah, it. Jerks. I was te- asking so I could use it now. That worked. Perfect. Um, are you guys going to tour the record whenever the record is done? Uh, definitely. There's yeah. absolutely plans to tour in the record okay. when it's done. Are you guys picky about where you play now? I was talking with Kenny a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know, I, you guys are kind of at the stage where you don't want to play out too, too much, or you don't want to just go play for three and a half people and, sure. and not get paid or something. Are sure. you guys at that? And how did you get to that spot? Just, I mean, I'd say we're sort of at that spot. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we definitely are take into consideration where we play pretty seriously, but there are th- also times where we'll just go down and play Guido's because it's fun and easy yeah. and, and all our friends can show up for free. Yeah. So, yeah. and, you know, it's so local, it's really not hard. Yeah. But, I mean, especially if we're going out of town and stuff these days, mm-hmm. uh, we have to be considerate of where we're playing just yeah. because it has to be, like, worth our time just to put money in the van. Mm-hmm. And at this point, being so deep into recording a record, you have to take into consideration, is it better spent that day rehearsing or packing and driving and playing or spending the day in the studio and getting more work done on this record mm-hmm. so it's all a balancing act that's fair that's fair you guys don't have what people would consider at least i don't think kenny's day job for instance is his studio yes. mystery ton studios do what how about you do you have 
a quote day job when it comes to that? Because I know you have a studio as well. If yeah. you like to plug, I'm primarily freelance, so I have the, I have my recording studio. It's a lot of hip hop and mm-hmm. um, a lot of video post production. Cool. So I'll do not just audio stuff, like but I will do like ADR after dialogue recording for like films or mm-hmm. set. Like I recently scored a horror film or do sound design for films, cool. and uh, but also like obviously shooting and editing and producing videos in there is a big part of what I do. So video and yeah and it, film, but it's a life in art. Oh yeah, still. and that's kind of the dream, isn't it? That, yeah, everybody thinks it's the dream, but they all make more money than I do. So, <laughs> but you get to make better memories. Than e- those, exactly. Those. I yeah, the money's not as important to me. I just I need to keep my sanity and keep my creative self alive. Well, you have, and this is another part of you keeping your creative self alive. Having these other projects, you also have. Lost Keys, yes, um, which is a departure from the other two projects we've talked about. Very I think much that's so. <laughs> safe to say. Uh, can you can you tell us how how that band came together? And recently, you guys went through a change, and Luna's on board now. Mm-hmm. Um, how long has Lost Keys been going? I guess that's probably been three years. Um, wow, maybe maybe two two and a half. Hmm. But uh, it started as um basically a project where everybody was in these especially me, these really niche bands um, mm-hmm. with like specialized styles that not a lot of people really are even familiar with sometimes. And we just want to be playing out a lot more. And like yeah. the goal started very simply. It was like, let's just make like a regular kind of marketable band and play stuff that people are more familiar with. And mm-hmm. we can do some of these regular gigs and play out a lot more and play some of these places that we typically can't play with our other bands because they're so loud yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and you play cover songs too, yeah and that's the thing it work. It's like yeah. all of us like so much different music yeah um and no one like no one's gonna go to a cover band to hear all the the weird stuff that we like listen to in our free time but all mm-hmm. of us love motown and r&b and like yeah. uh you know jazz and blues and all that stuff too which is stuff weirdly no one got to play like no one got to play the normal stuff yeah so we started yeah. a band where we could cover songs we loved and put our own interesting uh, interesting arrangements on them and then get into play these other new places and uh it was just a ton of fun so it turned into lost keys started making videos playing a lot um yeah we had you guys in here Remember that's right yeah yeah with yeah. the giant rolls of paper yeah. everywhere that was cool you did uh you covered kiss yeah, Prince, because that was I think it was the day after he died, or that was it was at least that week. I remember yeah. that. And you also did a thousand years. Yeah, we did an original one. Yeah, yeah. And that, speaking of the original, you have a, you have an EP out. Would you like to plug the EP? I guess no. <laughs> it's weird. We we recorded an EP of original music um, under the name Lost Keys with a different singer, mm-hmm. um, and we put it out. And then shortly after parted ways with our singer Uh so that's when lost keys became luna and the lost keys Mm -hmm. when uh we had local singer luna join us and combine forces and uh and we added a trumpet player as well so now we're a bigger outfit and a little bit of a different sound but we still have the ep with a male voice on it Uh doing these songs that chances are we're not going to keep around really even the the title track Revival. That's the one. That's, that's the one I'm thinking about keeping around. That made the the year end list for the Frederick News Post. I love that song. I think that's yeah. the one out of those four that will probably yeah. stay around. That could really. I mean, I think that could work with Luna. I, I agree. I don't, have you tried it? Uh, a little bit. Like okay. we we we're so new. To, Luna has just joined us. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, probably a few couple weeks before I left for tour. Mm-hmm. So we were had to hit it fifth gear to 
get photos for me to build a website and stuff so I could like book from the road. Yeah. Um, Do you have, I didn't know you had a website. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have to, uh, Luna and the Lost Keys .com? You got it. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I have to check that out. So everything was just rushed to get everything built. So look, you know, back to the full band status with mm -hmm. the website and photos and all that stuff. Before I was gone, otherwise you can't do anything with booking. Yeah, um, that's true. You need photos. Yeah. I've also learned a video helps. Video helps. That's right. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know it helped as much as it did, but I guess it does. Uh, so what do you have coming up, uh, I guess, mo more pressingly? what What's next for, I guess it would be Luna and the Lost Keys, right? You right. Guys, you guys are playing. Time Columns aren't really playing. Time Columns much. has a, a NOLA gig in September, and we're playing out of town in August. Cool. Um, where? Uh, Altoona. It's a, oh. a bigger show out in Altoona. Wow. Which is actually a place we, we play semi-frequently. Wow. Mm -hmm. I like Altoona, the home, home of the Mallow Cups. I drive past Altoona every time I drive That's where home. they make the Mallow Cups? Yeah, dude. Oh, I didn't know that. It's also an hour from Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, and that was my last job. Oh, okay. Tani. So I worked in that area for about four years. Is that where the, the groundhog is? Yeah, groundhog okay, day. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know you play in Altoona. You're going to have to give me an Altoona contact. I want to go play in Altoona. Sure. Yeah. I, I know this kid who books shows all the time. Wow. He also, incidentally, does all our screen printing for our t shirts. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. I need a Time Collins t shirt. I didn't know that you guys had t shirts. Yeah, we have, a, we have one line of t shirts now, um, and then we're getting. Actually, when we go to Altoona in August, we'll be picking up a bunch more with some new designs. Wow. I'm learning so much today. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, so you, you're playing with them. Lost Keys, though, you guys are probably okay. – I know you have NOLA in July. Yeah, well, actually, Luna and the Lost Keys, we're playing – we have a last-minute thing. We're playing at um, Blue Side Tavern this that's Saturday. Right. Yes, that's right. Are you by yourself? Uh, no. Uh, Crooks and Crows is playing with us. Yeah. Okay. And uh, there might be another band on the. This has been a pretty last minute thing. I think we got on the bill like a day mm -hmm. or two ago. Well, by the t this is actually going to publish next week. So by the time people hear oh, this. Oh, you won't they'll, even. They'll, no, you guys don't even know. It already they'll, happened. <laughs> they'll, they'll be thinking, hey, I could have went. I should have <laughs> went. Have you played the Blue Side? I actually have never played the Blue Side. Even as it was when it was called um, the Ben Street. No, never. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're really trying to do the music thing there. It's, it's, it's cool. It's it got a really, really cool. awesome stage. Yeah. And have you eaten there? Yeah, I have eaten there. It was good, good food. food. Good food. Yeah. Good food. Um, so what's when it comes to recording, Time Collins has their thing. With, I would assume with the new Luna, with her addition, you guys are going to want to record something soon. Definitely. That... We're, we're messing around with demos for original material right now. Mm -hmm. There's probably two songs that are completely written with lyrics and everything um, that have been demoed out, and one song that she's working on the vocals now. And then a couple ideas that aren't full concepts yet. Is she playing? Uh, is she playing guitar with you guys? She's just vocals. Just um, vocals. Okay. Depending on what the arrangement calls for, so we might need woman. someone. Yeah, just yeah. front woman, just rock star. Grace Potter. It's great. Yeah, yeah it's that's cool, man. I really want to see it. I'm going to be out of town this weekend. I'll have to try to check out the Nola gig in, yeah, in July. Yeah, Nola gig will be fun. Are you playing with anybody that night, or are you doing all it's three hours? Just us, all three hours, yep. Now, I wanted to mention something. We're taping this on a Wednesday. Uh, Tuesdays, you do something, correct? You yeah. You do something around town, which I do something almost every day well, of my life. Well, but so let's <laughs> – I don't. I, I, I try to do as nothing as possible, but you'd host an open mic? Yeah, uh, Cellar Door, um, mm -hmm. right on corner of Market Street and Church. Mm -hmm. It's that uh, basement joint, awesome food. Really cool people. We do a uh, cellar door open mic there every Tuesday night, nine to midnight. That's cool. Usually start sign up around eight fifteen. 
things oh, okay. usually fill up pretty quickly. By the time cool. things usually get rolling, we have a pretty full schedule. Is there are there any other open mics you you host around town? I think no. Cellar Door is it. Okay. No, we just do the Cellar Door. Um, okay. Yeah, and we we provide drums and amplifiers and a PA system. That's we just cool. ask people bring their own guitar mm-hmm. and pick <laughs> <laughs> and cable. Yeah, that's, and, that's a good yeah, thing for people and, to bring. And but we have we have extra stuff like that. We just yeah. uh, you know people are particular about their guitars. Oh, people are particular about their drums. I know. <laughs> what I, I need a like a stupid pearl export or something just for that gig you're throwing up your own drums for that yeah oh man yeah and i actually uh, went to atomic music just to buy a cheapo drum kit for uh, like anybody to wail on yeah and i found a really good deal on something really nice and i ended up buying that instead <laughs> and i came out and i'm like god i just need a pearl export just somebody give me a piece of crap i needed some drums so you have two kits right now i have three kits right now three kits yeah Oh, actually, I have four, but one of them's at my dad's house. Are they all the D- DW? No, oh, okay. I have the D-Dub Collectors, uh, which stays in the cases now, pretty much unless I'm recording. Uh-huh. Um, the PDP, all maple with wood hoops, which is wow. what I got at Atomic on a whim. Uh, for a million dollars. I brought them a pile of equipment, and I just sold them a uh, lot of stuff, and okay. that's how I got a good deal on it. Okay. Um, and I've got a uh, Baltimore kit that I refinished myself, oh. which is in like serious disrepair and i think that's probably just going to end up in a pawn shop somewhere you should take it take it to drums for sale or something yeah actually that's a good idea do something for it and then i have a shine kit with like an enormous enormously deep kick drum which is just huge sounds like a cannon but it's like it's terrible to store so it sits at my dad's house I'd love to go so far into the weeds on drums right now, but I don't. I think everybody <laughs> is tuning out. It's like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about this. Um, so we always, at the end of this, after we talk, and I will edit in a song. Sure. Um, which band and which song would you like me oh, man. To, to play? Would you like a Last Keys thing, a Time Columns thing? Uh, if, if you have anything, you'd have to send it to me, obviously. Yeah. But I got to pick one gotta pick one man that's the trouble with having multiple bands i know i know um hmm i really oftentimes i think the most underrated uh overlooked song off of our compilation we did with flying dog was body of ash that's a good one i i really really like that song that's uh yeah that'd be great Let's, you do that do that one. One? let's do that let's okay. do body of ash yeah we'll which is it's a fun one we did that one for the flying dog compilation yeah and you're right, that one does get like overlooked. Even with like the Time Columns fans, a really? lot of people don't know it exists. Is that going to be on the new record? No, ah. it's not. It's that thing's just going to exist as that single, and that's and that's it. You guys did a video for it. Too. Yeah, we did a music video for that and everything. That um, was a cool video, cool song. Yeah, and I think that one's it's kind of an interesting style too because our our previous stuff before that was much. It was still like energetic and heavy at times but definitely not as much as body of ash is like our heaviest mm-hmm. loudest song and i think even more so than our next record is going to be so this is sort of oh. there's our old material and then our this thing is like way far past and then the new material sort of sits in the middle between the two That's stylistically cool. that kick that kick pattern just does not stop yeah pretty constant yeah when i first heard it i was like i know what jordan's doing we were listening to a lot of gojira that month um okay and then one last one last opportunity to plug anything you want to plug i uh if you have websites facebook's twitter's instagrams yeah where do you want to direct people to uh well yeah for my studio it's gypsycabstudios.com uh Mm -hmm. luna and the lost keys we're at luna and the lost keys.com and we have twitter and 
Instagram handles and all of that. And Time Columns has timecolumns.com. So okay. it's just, yeah, we try to keep the websites pretty easy to remember. This, this Will you come back? Will you come back someday? Yeah, in here? In here? I think so, yeah. I, I would I'd really like to do that. We can uh, we can premiere a song oh, if, that'd be if cool. you ever want to do that. If we get Lost Keys or even the Time Columns when that's done in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> We can put that on, but but <laughs> like this time, I feel like we talk so much about the the recent tour and just what yeah. you have going on. But I we got to get in the weeds at some point. Oh we have sure, to do that. We'll yeah. do a drum specific podcast. We should do like a drum roundtable. We'll get Kevin in here. And oh man, that'd be great. That'd be really. I'm good. down to come talk drums, talk uh, film, talk whatever. Yeah. Man, I'm in. A total of six people will listen to the drum. <laughs> It'll be like I've had enough of this. Uh, Jordan Miller, rock and tour. That's yeah. what you are. The <laughs> Renaissance man of Frederick music. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Thank you, Colin. Uh,